Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. All right, a woman has been charged after a massive explosion, injured seven and destroyed several homes in London. Uh, here is a clip uh, from our reporter up there. And, you know, like this is amazing when you think about it, that uh, despite what the uh, damage was, that there was not more injury. Let's listen to Jake Jeffrey with Global News Radio 980 CFPL in London. Residents from about 100 homes in the Old East Village neighborhood were evacuated after a house explosion late last night. Police were called to the scene after they say a car slammed to the side of the house, also possibly hitting a nearby gas line around 10.40 last night. Police Chief Steve Williams says they spoke to the female driver of the vehicle when they first got to the scene. We ended up arresting her for an impaired driving investigation. She remains in our custody and the investigation continues. While our officers were still on the scene, along with other uh, fire personnel who arrived, approximately 12 minutes later, there was a massive explosion, which involved a number of residences. Fire Chief Lori Hamer says four firefighters were taken to hospital. Four firefighters were transported to hospital. Three have been released. One firefighter remains in hospital in stable but serious condition. Two police officers were also treated for minor injuries, and a citizen was also hurt. No word on the extent of their injuries. In all, as many as 10 houses were damaged along Woodman Avenue. Reporting for 980 CFPL, I'm Jake Jeffrey. All right, let's bring in uh, Jesse Helmer, Deputy Mayor, Councillor Ward 4 in London, and is with us now. Jesse, thanks for the time. Much appreciated. Well, thanks for having me on. Wow, this is uh, an incredible scenario. Uh, what can you tell us about the scene right now? Give us a bit of an update. Well, the city has opened an emergency uh, reception center uh, down the street uh, from the affected area, and there's a number of residents who are you know, showing up and looking to find out how they can find accommodations while they've been evacuated. Uh, some of them have you know, lost their homes. Other, others have just been evacuated as a precautionary measure. But at this point, no one can get back into their, uh, their homes, and so everyone is looking for that temporary situation where they can uh, find a place to live and, and start rebuilding their lives uh, if they're if they're in those homes that have been uh, severely damaged. And what can you tell us about the site right now? Uh, it's still an active uh, scene. Uh, my understanding is that emergency response is, is still there, and they're still dealing with that. The fire marshal is uh, is in town uh, now, and obviously there needs to be an investigation once the uh, scene is, is stabilized and is safe. And so right now I think people are quite anxious to find out when they will be able to get back into their homes. You know, some folks maybe have medications and other things that they need. They might have had pets that are still inside uh, their houses, and they're concerned uh, about those things. Um, what I'd say, though, is that the first responders did an absolutely amazing job, uh, you know, responding to the vehicle uh, collision uh, initially, and then, there, of course, after the explosion, um, the first responders have just been exemplary, and so has the community. They really stepped up to help each other uh, some of them have been going all night, uh, just helping each other out uh, without taking any breaks at all. Uh, you talk about uh, stabilizing the area. Any idea how long uh, emergency crews uh, will have to do that? Well, that's really uh, up to the, the folks who are in charge, right? The experts who know what they're doing uh, in terms of stabilizing the area. And uh, it's certainly not uh, not up to me. And they've been providing updates uh, regularly uh, throughout the day so that people know what, what, what is going on, what they can expect. And I think that will continue for the uh, the short term for sure. And how many have been evacuated? How many uh, homes, uh, how big of an area? It's a pretty uh, significant area, you know, about 100, uh, 100 homes uh, altogether. 
And so that's a lot of people who are displaced uh, overnight. Um, a, a number of people went to the emergency reception center last night, and then some people have been uh, accommodated overnight in uh, hotel rooms already. Uh, others have been able to find a place to stay with uh, family or friends in the area who were not evacuated. So it's a lot of people who have been displaced and uh, making sure that everybody's got what they need to uh, to rebuild is really important. We're lucky in London. You know, uh, Liberal Credit Union has stepped up to take uh, donations. Um, uh, the Community Association is sort of the custodian of those funds. And uh, Liberal put $10,000 in right away, almost before we were you know, people are awake this morning. They already had put ten thousand dollars in to uh, to get that going. So anyone who wants to make a cash donation in support, because a lot of what is needed is is money to help people with their expenses in the short term, mm. uh, they can do that at any Libro branch. If you are one of the residents that has been uh, affected here, wh- what options do you have? What what is being provided? Uh, right now, there's been a information line set up uh, by the city, so people can call. Uh, 311 uh, if they're in London and they can get access to the uh, sort of most up-to-date information. There's an emergency response uh, center, reception center set up at Boyle Community Center, which is at 530 Charlotte. Uh, and so people can come there in person if, they, if they'd rather just talk to someone in person. And, and there's city staff on site to help them with uh, all the different things that they might need. Um, and then obviously stay tuned to what uh, the emergency responders are saying in terms of when it's safe when people can get back in uh, to their homes to get things or, or more permanently. So there's a lot that's still unknown at this time, and uh, I just want to say the community and the first responders have been exemplary. Are fires still burning there? Uh, it seems to be quite under control at this point, but mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure uh, if it's still burning at all or if it's been totally extinguished. Uh, and is the danger over for people in the immediate area? It's really something that uh, people should talk to the first responders about uh, it's not something that i'm gonna mm-hmm. i'm gonna make a judgment about uh, i would say people have not been allowed back in yet so uh and there's still areas that are cordoned off the police are blocking the road uh, right now as we speak so um uh, that's something that the first responders have to decide uh any idea if uh first responders are going to hold any sort of press conference or any sort of update for people uh to tell them what is transpired and and uh and what the future holds yeah, there was a press conference this morning at 7.30, and then there'll be updates throughout the day. I'm not sure if that's going to be in the form of a press conference or if it's going to be a release, but um, everyone will be informed uh, through releases out to the media as uh, major developments uh, happen, and uh, people should stay tuned to those official channels uh, in terms of uh, the next next steps. And I know the media is, is very keen to get the word out to everybody who's been affected. How has this affected the city? What, what's it like there? How, what's the average citizen thinking about all this? What's the what, what's the feeling? Well, I think as you can imagine, I mean, my house shook. Uh, I live about a kilometer and a half away and my house was shaken like something had just fallen on top of it. Really? Uh, so it, it really, um, just the explosion, it traveled really far. People as far away as seven kilometers away were feeling that. And uh, so people were afraid, right? They don't know what's happened. I think then people are kind of shocked. They trying to understand what's happening. And then, of course, in the area, um, it's a really strong community in Old East Village. Uh, people are now just trying to figure out how they can help, right? And, and people are just being bombarded with offers of, you know, goods and money and services. And, you know, business owners in the area are trying to contribute what they can. You know, heating and cooling places are saying, I can get you, help you get hooked back up. Uh, you know, legal aid services at Western, for example, are saying, we can help you with your legal work if you need legal assistance. So everyone is trying to chip in. And uh, really, it's just a matter of coordinating all those things 
um, get people the help that they need when they need it. And uh, our city staff here at the reception center are doing a great job of trying to coordinate all of that. Uh, any idea, uh, uh, ex- what do we know about how this started, how this happened? What we heard from the uh, chief of police earlier uh, and the fire chief was that <clears throat> there was a collision between a, a car and a house and then an explosion, a gas explosion that affected a number of houses and then fires. Uh, so, you know, that's what we know at this point. I, I believe this morning uh, charges were laid uh, for impaired driving against uh, a woman uh, who was uh, rescued at the scene by somebody who lived on the street. Um, and so, you know, that's what we know at this point. It looks like a car drove into a house, broke the gas line, and there was an explosion. Um, and I think we're just really thankful that um, the injuries that were incurred were not worse um, and that there weren't more people affected. Uh, there's one uh, firefighter who unfortunately is, is in serious condition in the hospital, uh, but I believe everybody else who was injured has been released at this point. Uh, so we're really hoping that he uh, pulls through and that everything is, is good with his recovery. Um, you know, our first responders, you know, they, they show up for a car accident and all of a sudden it's an explosion and a fire. And I think we just have to be thankful mm. for the work that they do every every day. Wow. Uh, I understand that uh, the crash happened and then there was a, a period of time uh, before the explosion happened, which would have allowed at least some people to get out of the way. Yeah, and I think that those 12 minutes and the work that was done by residents and uh, and first responders to get people to clear the area, you know, that's a critical period of time. And, you know, that's probably the reason why we don't have more significant injuries um, and more severe injuries and more people injured. You know, uh, there's residents who live across the street come over and get their elderly neighbors uh, out of their house and, you know, just in time, like just before things exploded. And so it was very, very close to being a lot worse. Um, and I just want to say, especially to the folks who actually responded first, uh, thank you so much for, for what they did. Hmm. Uh, maybe this isn't the time to, to ask these questions, Jesse, but are you concerned that 12 minutes did pass before the gas was shut off? I mean, is there any way this could have been avoided? Obviously, too early to tell. Well, I think, you know, uh, just right now, um, I think people did the right thing. They they responded as fast as they could. They saved uh, people's lives, and, and I think they should be commended for that. I think we always have to investigate these things and see what happened um, and if anything can be learned where things could be improved uh, I think we have to be open to that but you know this is a horrific uh, collision that resulted in a very dangerous situation and that nobody has lost their life um, I think it's remarkable and a real testament to the response from the from the police and the fire and the EMS hmm. and if people want to help what can they do Jesse uh, cash donations, which I think are, are what's most needed at this point, because right now people don't have a place to even put the stuff that people might want to give them. They will need things, and they will need uh, donations of, of goods. But a cash donations can go to any Liberal branch. They're all over southwestern Ontario, so if people want to contribute, uh, they should do it that way. Um, and anything that is a in-kind donation, there are places that are accepting it in London, uh, 630 Dundas, the fire coffee there is, is offered to store uh, goods like that and, and act as a bit of a clearinghouse. So 630 Dundas for goods and uh, Liberal Credit Union for cash donations. And is there a number or a site that people can go to that can get accurate information, uh, up-to-date information on this? 
anyone in the city of London can call three one one, and there'll be uh, an announcement right off the hop that gets you uh, the most up to date information about what's going on. Um, people outside of the city of London can go to the city's website. There'll be updates uh, posted there uh, regularly, and then just stay tuned to the media organizations, as you know. The media organizations are great at getting the word out about the important stuff uh, to folks in the community. Uh, as you said, it's it's miraculous that there wasn't more injury and, and death considering uh, what has happened here and the size of uh, this explosion. That being said, this has to be incredibly traumatic for anybody within that area. You said you're quite a ways away. You felt it. You heard it. Um, uh, any sort of counseling or anything like that that we know of that's available to help the people that uh, perhaps aren't physically injured but uh, are traumatized? by this event uh, it is a it is and can be a very traumatic thing and uh, you know I think people are still working through uh, that um, there are some supports that have been mobilized by the city from uh, London Community Health Center uh, to try and provide those supports for people who, who are looking for it um, and that's something that the city does at the emergency uh, reception center is try and find out what are people's needs uh, you know what kind of supports do they need uh, beyond accommodations and the things that you know you need right away, uh, you know what are the things you need in the slightly longer term, and uh, you know that that is part of uh, how the city responds, and it's an important part because, as you say, uh, not all the uh, damage is physical. All right, Jesse Helmer has been with us, Deputy Mayor, Councillor, Ward 4 for London, and a woman has been charged after a massive explosion, injuring seven and destroying homes in uh, the London, old part of London, Ontario. Jesse, thanks so much for the time and insight on this. Good luck to you, and our thoughts are with London today. Thanks so much, Scott. You take care. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.